Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to WTIC's Pet Talk. Today, Lori Fast takes your pet behavior questions. This is a show for you and your best friend. Call in now at 522-WTIC, 1-800-966-WTIC, or star WTIC from your cell phone if you have AT&T Wireless. And now, Pet Talk. Hello, and welcome to this week's edition of Pet Talk. Uh, today's edition is... With me, Lori Fass, and I am the behavior edition of the show. Uh, for those of you who listen regularly, you know that there's a veterinary edition, which will be with Dr. Dennis next week. And uh, I think sometimes people still get us confused. <laughs> um, I offer to answer questions off the air. I share my website, which is Lori Fass Dog Training. Dot com. Uh, people aren't always formulated with what their question is when I'm on the air. Or, you know, maybe they don't want to be on the air, whatever the case may be. But I recently received an email that was addressed to Dr. Lori. <laughs> so the question really wasn't medically related at all. Uh, so I didn't bother to even correct them in this case and just forwarded them some information that I thought would be useful. Um, but... Uh, you know, it, it is a little confusing, um, but just for clarification, if you want to have a medical question answered, you probably want to talk to Dr. Dennis. I mean, <laughs> I have some general information because I've had a lot of pets, so, you know, I could say things like, oh, yeah, that is definitely a problem. You better talk to your vet or, oh, well, you know, I think you could just do this or that. If it's, I remember um, somebody um, went to the emergency room. This is years ago because their dog had a tick and they were so freaked out by this that they, you know, they had to pay emergency room prices to have this tick taken out of their dog. Well, if somebody called me and said, oh my God, my dog has a tick. I think I think I can handle that medical question. Okay. So, you know, sometimes people just want a direction to go or, you know, if you're not familiar with care of pets, sometimes things that might seem a little more obvious to me might not be obvious to you. And I'm more than happy to help with that. But my area of expertise is primarily um, with solving behavior problems in dogs, uh, and I do general obedience, but a lot of what I do is uh, dogs that um, are not being cooperative or seem to be being a little strange in one way or another, difficult, uh, and I do help with cats. That's not part of my business model in terms of I don't charge for 
cat behavior consultations, but um, I've had cats longer than I've had dogs. And uh, very often people have similar problems and issues. And um, that's something that I also am more than happy to help with. And every once in a while, people will call me with uh, questions about other animals, some of which I'm a little more familiar with than others. But um, I remember somebody once asked me, uh, how do I get their skunk, their pet skunk, who had been descented? And this was this is when I lived in New York State. This was a long time ago. This wasn't even on the air. But they wanted to know how to get their pet skunk to stop begging at the table. And that was, you know, pretty common sense. Do you feed your dog when you're eating? Well, yes, we do. I said, well, stop doing that. And then when the skunk realizes it's not getting anything, uh, and then they said that the skunk would get mad and turn its back at them and stamp its feet, presumably if it had not been descented, maybe it would be spraying them. But it was descented. So, you know, we don't have to, we can just ignore the feet stomping. But, you know, something like that, again, you know, I can handle that. I'm not an exotic animal specialist by any stretch of the imagination, but a lot of things are very much connected. And so if you do want to call into the show, um, it's best to call early than late. Uh, If you do call in, you may be put on hold. You're going to be put on hold for a little while anyway. You don't just call and instantly get on the air. Uh, You're screened, you're put on hold, and if there's commercial breaks that sort of put you into a hold pattern a little longer or a caller that calls before you, again, you might need to be in hold a little bit longer. But if you don't mind that and you're patient, I'd love to hear from you. Right now, all the lines are open at 860-522-WTIC. So that's 860-522-9842. So if you want to call in, great. If you don't and you just want to talk to me off the air, that's okay too. Uh, And again, you can contact me through my website, which is lorifassdogtraining.com. And on my website, I list when I'm going to be on the air as soon as I know. And I also have some general educational type material. And I also list when my group lessons are coming up. And This coming Sunday, not tomorrow, a week from tomorrow, uh, I'm going to start some group classes in the town of Windsor. And my groups are sponsored by various towns, but you don't have to be a resident of the town to participate in in those particular groups. So, for instance, um, in my Windsor group, you know, people from Windsor Locks, Suffield, Massachusetts, Hartford, even Newington (laughs) will come to those classes, and that's fine. And uh, I, I live in Newington, and it takes me less than 20 minutes to get to this particular location because it's right off the highway. So I don't do group classes year-round. Um, I opted to not teach any groups in the winter. I do have access to inside space, but I really like to be able to get outside. I think um, dogs react differently when they're outside, and so... You know, if I'm if I'm stuck doing everything indoors, I don't think it quite has the same effectiveness as being able to to be able to work outside. If we're working on leash manners, for instance, it's going to be a lot easier to get a dog to walk in a mannerly fashion if we're indoors because there's not that many interesting smells uh, in a group. There might very well be. Um, you know, distractions of the other dogs in the class, obviously. But um, 
you know, if, as soon as you take a dog outside, you're going to find that you have an entirely different result. So anyway, if you thought you might want to come to a group, I have my basic beginner class and my level two, which is for dogs that have had some training and you want to just get more reliability. And uh, the best way to find out all that information is just check my website. So that new group starting February 26, which is a week from this Sunday. And um, I'd love to have you. I know there's still openings, but, uh, you know, you can check with the town. And uh, if you have any other questions with that, you can email me. So, all right. Well, looking, you know, I, I different news stories pop up. I, I think on, you know, when you, when you go to look at certain things, it's kind of eerie how the computer now knows that you like to look at certain things. So obviously things that pop up for me are animal-related things. And I love looking at animal-related things. And uh, one of the things that came up that I thought was really kind of interesting was that now there is – you can rent – a dog park space. People are renting out their backyards or if they have areas for uh, for you to bring your dogs and you pay anywhere from like seven to $15 an hour. And if you want, I, I am not endorsing or condemning this. I don't know, you know, I, I don't really have an opinion about it. I need to know more about it, but it's called Sniff Spot. So if you are interested in renting an outside Place for your dog to play, uh, check out Sniff Spot and you can get back to me and let me know what is up with Sniff Spot. I don't know. Okay, so we have um, somebody on hold. We're going to see if we can help. Hi, Donna. Hello. How are you? I'm excellent. How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. What can That's I do good. for you today? Um, we have a 17-year-old cat that is in pretty good health. She had a little kidney issue a couple of years ago, but she's on medication for that. But um, she's progressively gotten worse the past few years, and she'll go and she'll be either eating or I'll be sitting petting her, and she'll she'll finish eating or she'll get up from where she is. She'll go in another room and cry. Mm-hmm. And at first, she says, we're on the second floor, and she used to stand at the top of the stairs and do it. And we thought she could hear the people on the first floor. But now it's just become, she does it constantly. If, if she's not sleeping, eating, or in my lap, she goes into another room. And sometimes it's almost like she's being murdered. I mean, okay. and I so, did try a yeah. medication from the, the vet. What did you it, try? Oh, uh, I don't know the name of it. I'm sorry. I'm, and I'm not at home right now. Well, what was the medication supposed to be for? Was it a behavioral type medication or an arthritis um, type medication? Or? I think it was for like if cats had seizures or maybe um, arthritis. And it did kind of dull her and made her lethargic. Okay. To, after a couple of weeks, like she didn't want to play anymore. Like oh. we, we have a game where I throw things down the hallway and she chases them back and forth. Right. She didn't even, she'd look at me like, yeah, you go get it. Um, <clears throat> but I, so I took her off the medication. Okay. She's back to her normal self, but constantly meowing. Okay. So it, did the like vet. She's senile. It's like she walks in the other room and forgets where she is. She, that could be, that could very well be. And that's one of the reasons I asked you what the medication was for, because um, I know with dogs, they have medication for 
dogs who are showing signs of senility. I'm not sure if they use the same things for cats, but that'd be a good question for for Dr. Dennis to ask her that. And it could very well be that the cat is senile. And, um, you know, so is the cat physically uncomfortable? Is the cat senile? Sometimes, do you know, do we know anything about if the cat has any sort of eyesight issues? No, no, she doesn't seem to be in hearing as well also. Okay, okay. All right, well, that's all good. Okay, well, you know, um, one of my dogs uh, is got a variety of issues, but um, I found with her that she actually is doing really well on CBD oil. Uh-huh. And um, that's something that I would consider to be relatively benign, Um I think there's different qualities of CBD oil. So the brand that I'm using is called Green Roads. Okay. And how much does your cat weigh? She's uh, 11 pounds. She's a small cat. All right. Okay. So, you know, it comes with a little syringe. Um, You put up top on there and you put the syringe. That's not, it's not, they give the syringe for humans also just so that you can see how much you're, pulling out of there and Mm -hmm. um it has a little bit of sweetness but it doesn't really matter because cats don't taste sweetness did you know that no i didn't yeah that's weird dogs taste sweetness but cats have no taste bud receptors for sweetness apparently but anyway so um i think if it were me i would you know i might want to get an opinion about you know Are there medications for something that's more of a a dementia-type thing? But um, the CBD oil with my dog um, has made a a significant difference. Um, And CBD oil, it has a calming effect. It also has uh, an anti-inflammatory effect. So if there's arthritis or if there's, you know, just um, anxiety, uh, that might help. Uh, but okay. again, to me, it's sort of like, um, you know, it, it's one of those things that I don't think is going to do any harm. And so there's no harm in trying it. So I think I might try it. And then aside from that, what I might consider doing is just accepting the fact that she does get disoriented and maybe try to uh, keep her contained a little bit more so she's not going upstairs. So, you know, you, you keep bringing her back and bringing her to you. Uh, so uh, one of my, I have like four dogs. Okay. And one cat, my cat is like nine, but my oldest dog is, um, is 14. And, uh, I know his eyesight isn't always great, but also being 14, I think he might have a little bit of possible dementia kind of thing going on. I don't know. But anyway, the point being is he'll go get into a corner of a room and, he seems to be very conflicted about where he wants to go and it seems to be a little bit unnerving for him so i'll just go and get him and okay we're going there now so you know if your cat is distressed and wants you to go get her i don't know that there's any harm in just going and getting her yeah and and when i'm home i do that but when my husband's home and i'm not Mm -hmm. it it drives him absolutely nuts um, well, why don't he, you give he, him some CBD that. oil? <laughs> <laughs> he does have it because he has he has problems with his his shoulders and his knees. Okay, and and he did have one knee operated. He was scheduled to have another one done. And well, I mean, one I'm of sure. our yeah, go ahead. Sorry, one of our associates raises or grows um, the marijuana and has it made into oil, and he and his wife sell it. 
Okay, and well, I gave C- my husband CBD, CBD oil is made from hemp, and um, cannabis oil is made from, you know, <clears throat> uh, has the psychoactive um, THC in it, and the CBD oil has, like, almost non-measurable amounts of um, THC. Okay. So we're, I'm suggesting the, the CBD oil, not the cannabis oil. <laughs> I'm not sure right. what effect that would have. <laughs> I don't know. So I can't say um, I recommend that. So uh, w- is this something I should call my vet and ask him to prescribe, or you can? Well, are there yeah, other places I mean, you can? Yeah, why don't I mean, I'm not always in a big hurry to give too many drugs because they always have side effects, and if I can avoid it, I avoid it. But sometimes, you know, that's the best thing that you can do. So you might have a discussion about: Do you have? any medication for cats that are showing cognitive decline. On my website, I have a link to, on the, on the links page, it's, um, it's labeled as a supplement for older dogs, and mm-hmm. um, it helps a lot with that sort of issue. I'm just not 100% sure that it's also for cats, but what you could look it up on, um, on my website. So you go to my website, go to links, go to uh, supplement for older dogs. And um, again, it's, it's something that's not necessarily going to do any harm, but I just, again, I'm less familiar with using that for cats. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. Uh, you're very welcome. Okay. I hope you find yep. something. And if you do and it works out well, call back and tell me. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Take care now. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Okay. So I think we need to go to a break and we'll be right back. I'm a good dog. I'm a good dog. I'm a good dog. Hello. And yes, welcome back dog, to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show, and I'm here until 2 o'clock. And so if you'd like to call in, I'd love to hear from you, and the numbers are 860-522-WTIC, which translates to 860-522-9842, or as I always Offer, you can contact me off the air by checking out my website, which is laurifastdogtraining.com. And I was talking about before the break how various different um, news stories regarding animals seems to pop up for me, which is a little scary that you're getting monitored here. But I think that, I mean, I doubt that this many animal-related news stories pop up for everybody, but this one I thought was kind of interesting. I remember when I had Liz Bennett as a guest, one of the things we were talking about is the Northeast Coyote and how they are big because they're hybridized with wolves, but also there seems to be some dog DNA in there somewhere. So I thought, Hmm, okay, I guess I could see that. But apparently in the state of Nevada, there was a dog who uh, rescuers named Ghost, and Ghost looked a lot like a bull terrier. Apparently it was a bull terrier mix. And Ghost was hanging out with a group of coyotes for months. And um, eventually they were able to trap Ghost. And uh, Ghost was in reasonably good shape but you know had some scrapes and bumps and you know looked like it'd been in some scuffles but generally speaking accepted by the coyotes you could see um, 
I guess, trail cams or security cameras uh, with pictures of ghosts just kind of trotting along with, uh, you know, kind of like the ugly duckling, the odd, the odd creature out in the group, um, and uh, managed to survive like that for months. And eventually, the original family of the dog who they had named him Hades, uh, proved through various photos and videos and so on that that was their dog. And so I guess there was a little custody battle going on there. And uh, Hades was um, reunited with his family that had some children, and it was a real happy ending. But I thought that was pretty interesting that they actually had camera footage of of Ghost or Hades or whatever you want to call him, hanging out and living uh, with coyotes um, because, as I said, there seems to be documented DNA evidence that uh, coyotes have some domestic dog as well as wolf mixed in there. So I thought that was kind of an interesting story. You can look it up if you want more information. But anyway, we do have we do have to go to another break, and we'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Got flowers and lots of hours to spend with you. So go and bother your Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're listening to Lori Fass on this behavior edition of the show. And I'm here till 2 o'clock. And the lines are open if you'd like to call in at 860-522-WTIC, which is 860 860- So anyway, before the break, I was speaking with somebody who had an older cat who was 
seeming to get disoriented and distressed and kind of far away and not knowing exactly what to do. And it just kind of made me reflect on um, how often it's the case that when you have animals who get older, they you know, start becoming more needy. They maybe are becoming more needy because of their physical needs, because of their emotional needs. And I think most people understand that as it relates to puppies and kittens, although sometimes people call me and describe how a kitten is supposed to act and tell me how annoying it is. And, well, yeah, I, little baby animals are usually annoying in some way or another. You know, they don't have good control. They're into mischief. They're doing things. But <clears throat> I think sometimes people forget that sometimes when animals get older uh, that they may have some issues that, um, you know, we have come to just sort of get used to not having to worry about. I think most people understand if you get a new pet, you're going to have to um, housebreak them and train them about what the rules are and and get them to settle in, and, and that's normal. But I think sometimes people don't think of that when it relates to older pets. And very often I find myself saying to people with older pets that try to think of it more like, well, what would you do if this were a puppy or a kitten? Um, sometimes when you have an older dog that uh, has maybe not the greatest bladder control anymore. Maybe they were fine with going out three times a day. I personally don't think three times a day is ideal, but let's just say you are one of those people that are doing that. Well, maybe your dog needs to go out six, seven times a day. Maybe when you're not home, you need to, um, you know, put your dog or even your cat someplace where they're not going to get hurt. Um, you know, if, if you think that your dog who normally uh, doesn't have any problems getting on or off the couch, maybe they're older, maybe now they are going to have a problem. And maybe if you're not there to make sure that they're using the ramp or the stairs or whatever the case may be, maybe they shouldn't even have access to that. Maybe you should just keep them out of that room entirely. Uh, but again, I, I think sometimes people get stuck in presenting information to their pets or communicating or having expectations in a certain way. And when that changes and uh, they're more needy or confused, that people don't make the adjustments that they need to make. And over the years, I've had a lot of pets. And having had a lot of pets, I've also lost a lot of pets. And uh, I think anybody who's had a pet that they loved and they lost them, they know how painful that is. And having been through that many, many times, I have to say that it has changed my perspective a little bit. I think it's made me a lot more tolerant in general because I know that uh, my time with my pets is going to be limited. And so things that I may have considered to be more annoying, and I'm not going to say that sometimes my pets don't do annoying things. They do. Um, but, um, you know, it's like, okay, the cat jumps on the counter uh, and I'm making a sandwich. Well, how annoyed am I by this? Eh, not really. And as a matter of fact, if I'm making, let's say I'm making a turkey sandwich or something like that, my cat jumps on the counter. In the past, it might have been, you're not allowed on the counter. I'm making a sandwich. And today, I'll take a piece of turkey and bring it to her bowl and put it in her bowl. Because yeah, I'm having turkey. She can have some turkey. So maybe I've just loosened up a lot. But, you know, just the idea that my pet is jumping on the counter... Is it that bad, really? Uh, you know, how am I going to feel about that when the cat has passed on? Am I, I'm probably going to miss my 
mischievous cat jumping on the counter wanting a piece of my sandwich. So, you know, I, I think that there are certainly things that should not be tolerated. I, I would be the last person to say that you should indulge your pet in everything that they want to do because it can get really out of hand. And in some cases, it can get quite dangerous. But what I am saying is that um, as animals change and shift and, you know, little things that are they really a big deal uh it's not a big deal. And very often people will say to me, well, I know what you're going to say about this or that because you're a dog trainer and you're not going to allow this and you're not going to let that happen. And you think dogs shouldn't do this and cats shouldn't do that. And actually, no, that that might not be true at all. But if I think that uh, you're allowing a behavior that's going to escalate, that's going to get somebody hurt, um, that is in some ways dangerous for your pet or is just really unnecessarily intolerable. Yeah. And especially if people are, you know, really having a hard time with something. Uh, yeah. We, you know, there's no reason that you can't set rules and you should set rules because if you don't, then chances are your pet's going to set them for you. And what they come up with is oftentimes probably not the best idea in the world. So anyway, um, <clears throat> One of the things that I, I have some relatives that are uh, actors, and one of my cousins said to me that he can't enjoy watching TV shows or movies because when he does, he's very well aware of all the staging and all the work that's going into it. So, you know, most people, they watch a movie, you just get involved in the characters and you kind of buy into it and think that, you know, kind of lose it into the into the show and, and, and give, you know, sort of the fantasy of whatever they're creating. But uh, when he watches it, he, you know, he, he knows exactly how this is all being filmed and the angles and where, you know, what the director is doing. And I kind of feel that way about watching um, – TV shows about dogs and dog training, it's hard for me to just say, oh, isn't that a cute dog? Isn't that nice? When I watch it, uh, I see kind of like, I'm going to say behind the scenes or what's really going on. And uh, one of the shows that regularly drives me crazy is this show that's on Sunday mornings called Lucky Dog. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm susceptible to, oh, look at the cute little dog, and now it's found a home, and isn't that nice? And, okay, you know, I could enjoy it from that aspect to a certain point. But regularly, they'll start the show with, oh, my gosh, there's a dog. It's in the dog pound, and it's a uh, it's real emergency. It's like real tragedy. We've got to get there right away. So then they go to this dog pound. Well, this is like no other dog pound I've ever seen. This is not a dog pound, obviously. It's quiet. It's clean. <laughs> it looks like some dog pound set of some sort. And then they get this dog that's like really in urgent need of getting rescued. Well, you know, I mean, you have this very cute, small, little furry dog who's just quiet and sweet. You're not going to have any – no dog pound's going to have trouble placing that dog Um or, you know, a golden retriever puppy. They actually had a golden retriever puppy that was supposed to be urgently needing a home. You know, if, you, if there was a golden retriever puppy, there'd be a waiting list. So right off the bat, this is not urgent. This isn't even the dog pound. What are you even talking about here? And then 
The next thing they do is they bring the dog. The most recent episode that I watched was with this little white furry dog. And they bring the dog to their compound in the training area. And then they let the dog off the leash in the enclosed training area. And uh, the comment from the trainers, because now the show is this couple. It used to be this guy whose names I apologize, can't remember. But anyway, they put the dog in this training area. And I remember that the guy commenting, well... The dog is not making eye contact and, you know, it's not paying attention. Well, the dog doesn't even know you or hardly knows you. And you put the dog in a new area. I mean, if a dog is going to be checking in with you, don't you think the dog should at least have a relationship with you? Why Why would you think you're going to take some random dog, put them in a new area, and they're going to be checking in with you? I, I don't know when that would happen, ever. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's possible, but that'd be real unusual. And then, you know, he's trying to get the dog's attention and, oh, the dog's not paying attention. Well, yeah. Okay. You don't know this dog. It's probably minimally, if trained at all, why should it be? But they're presenting it like that's some sort of a, you know, a deep, serious character flaw on the dog's part that needs to be overcome. So we're setting up this seemingly great problem with this little cute furry dog who doesn't seem to have very many problems at all. And then, um, well, we have to teach the dog and train the dog to do the same kinds of activities that it would do with its potential home. And they make that sound like it's a big challenge too. And the couple that's interested in adopting this dog likes to go for walks. And I guess one of the places they like to walk is on a boardwalk. Oh, we have to get the dog to walk on the boardwalk. Ooh, boy, this is like a real big challenge. And then they show the trainer walking the dog on the boardwalk, and the dog, is having, the dog likes walking on the boardwalk. <laughs> it's like, what are you actually training this dog to do right now? And then they give him little medals, so like, oh, here's your silver medal, here's your gold medal. <laughs> it's just like, so we're taking a dog who's just got not a problem in the world, presenting normal activities that the dog would want to do anyway, and making it like you're training the dog to do these things, and then, you know, successfully found a home. Why don't you go to an actual dog pound and get a dog who really does have a problem, and let's see you work with that dog. That's reality, not this cherry-picked whatever. I mean, if I was going to relabel this, the dog, the dog show, it would be a not, you know, well, lucky dogs could cover anything, but it would be how to pick out a really easy dog that requires very little intervention. <laughs> and then find a nice home for it. But anyway, so I watch that and I see these things and it's like, I remember one episode, um, they, there was a border collie and the people wanted to be able to play fetch with the border collie. And so they're getting a ball and throwing the ball. Clearly, this dog wants to play fetch. And, but they're making it seem like they're training the dog to play fetch by every time they toss the ball and the dog wants to get it anyway, they click a clicker. Okay, the, whether you clicked a clicker or slapped your thigh or whistled Dixie, the dog's still going to get the ball. <laughs> it wants to get the ball. There is no problem here. So you can understand why, why I watch these shows and uh, I have trouble just enjoying them for what they're supposed to be. But anyway, I'm going to leave you with that. I think we need to go to another break. Hello and welcome back to WTIC's Pet Talk. You're here with Lori Fass and the Behavior Edition of the show. I'm going to be here for another 
eight minutes. So you have eight minutes to call in and count down. <laughs> and the numbers are 860-522-WTIC. So again, 860-522-WTIC. And next week will be the veterinary edition of the show. So if you have medical issues that you want to discuss, uh, that would be the show that you want to call into. So, you know, I mentioned to you before that this show alternates and sometimes there's other scheduling issues. Uh, when I know when I'm going to be on the air, I do post it on my website and that's laurifastdogtraining.com. On my website uh, is contact information if you want to get in touch with me off the air or if you want to know when I'm going to be on the air or if you want to know when my next group classes are coming up. And I mentioned earlier that I'm starting one uh, at the end of February, actually a week from tomorrow, in the town of Windsor, which is open to everybody, not just residents of Windsor. And I have a beginner and a level two group. And again, information on my website. So you're welcome to check it out. And if you have any questions, send me an email, give me a call, and I'd be happy to talk to you. So anyway, a lot of people have um, asked me, how did I happen to get involved in doing what I'm doing? And um, my family is very academic oriented. And so the fact that I would drop out of school and become a dog trainer wasn't necessarily something that they were thrilled about. But I have to be honest with you, when I was in school at Syracuse University, um, I took an animal behavior class that pretty much solidified, I don't want to be studying academic animal behavior. Uh, for one thing, it was pretty much the norm for people to say that animals are instinct and drive, they don't have any thoughts or feelings, and right there, stop you right there, no. Do people anthropomorphize? Do people project things that are not happening? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But that they're just instinct and drive? Hell no. I think lately um, – more academic people are more inclined to think there might be something else going on, but it's still very guarded. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, I, I cannot subscribe to that. And a lot of the animal experimentation that was going on then, and even some of that was going on now, was horrible. I mean, I remember in my animal behavior textbook, there's actually this little graph and diagrams of them taking little kittens and sewing their eyes closed and then having them walk around in a circle and that they can't see and they're just walking around in a circle. And I don't remember how much time they subjected these little kittens to this experiment, uh, but when they finally, you know, unsewed their eyelids, oh, wow, they, they seem to be very disoriented. <laughs> no kidding. What, what is that? I don't want to do that. I mean, there is no information that I'm going to get out of that that I'm going to consider useful or worth it. I mean, I don't I don't remember what, it, you know, developmentally, if you don't, um, you know, expose an animal to certain things at certain times, then there's no going back over that. But we already know that in a lot of other different ways. We don't need to be sewing kittens' eyelids closed to figure this out. And it, it, that's the type of stuff that um, academic animal behavior is doing. No, thank you. Don't want to do it. So I also, at that time, ended up with a uh, very crazy dog. And um, 
you know, to this day, I'd say she's kind of high up on the list of being quite nutty. And uh, I started researching, well, what am I going to do about this? And that's what kind of steered me in the direction of learning about dog training. And I went to a dog training school and then decided, okay, this is what I'm going to do. And working for myself in this field, I'm free to be able to interpret and do things in a way that I'm comfortable with. So I don't have to, you know, oh, everything has to be scientifically oriented and everything has to be according to the graph and the chart and the accepted mode of doing things. No, I'm, I'm working for myself. I'm following my gut. And when I first started doing training, people that were already doing training used to get mad at me and tell me that I was too soft and no dog's ever going to listen to me if I don't toughen it up and blah, blah, blah. And that did not resonate with me. <laughs> and I wasn't feeling it. I wasn't getting it. It did not make sense. And uh, so a lot of what I was supposed to do, I didn't do because uh, I thought it was unnecessary and overly rough. And ironically, uh, I still do to this day. I use correction. If a dog doesn't want to do something, I will make them do it. And now, uh, you know, most of the trainers out there, oh, well, you know, you should never make a dog do anything they don't want to do. Well, in that case, don't take them from their mother and litter mates because they don't want to do that. They don't want to go to the vet. They don't want to have their nails cut. So obviously we need to get dogs to do things they don't want to do. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh, that's too old fashioned. You're too rough. That's mean. You should never make a dog do something they don't want to do. You should never correct a dog. That's terrible. That's awful. And you know what? That doesn't resonate with me either. And um I think that if you're following some sort of rigid philosophy or structure and that's going to take priority over what's actually going on, uh, you're kind of out of touch. You're not really feeling or seeing what's really going on with an animal. So, you know, for instance, let's say I'm trying to get a dog to, well, a little while ago, a dog didn't want to go in the, in the car and I made him. I kind of helped him up, but I made him do it. And if you just looked at one little part of that where they didn't want to go, oh, no, don't make me do it, it would look terrible. But you know what? 30 seconds later, dogs hopping into the car all by themselves, wagging their tail, happy as can be. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there about because uh, that is something that people do ask me a lot. How did I get involved in this? And that's kind of how it happened. So I could probably do a whole show on that, but. I can't do that today. But anyway, so I'll be back sometime in March, and next week will be Dr. Dennis. So save up your medical questions. And again, if you want to contact me, check my website, lorifassdogtraining.com. And that just about wraps it up for the show for today. Have a great rest of your weekend. Take care. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.